This is AutoLine This Week, the show that gets you inside the global automotive industry. AutoLine This Week partnered with the Consulate General of Canada in Detroit to produce this episode. Hi, I'm John McElroy. Thanks for joining us on AutoLine This Week, where we talk about all kinds of issues in the automotive industry with some of the top people in the industry. Today, we're going to be talking about Hyundai. It was only just a few years ago that Hyundai was on a downward slide. It had missed the shift to crossovers and SUVs, but now it's charging back. And we're going to want to learn where it's going in the future. And our special guest today is Jose Munoz. He's the chief operating officer of the Hyundai Motor Corporation. He's also the CEO of Hyundai Motor America and Hyundai Motor North America. Jose, thanks so much for joining us today. John, it's good to see you. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. Also joining us today are Omari Gardner with Automotive News. How you doing? Uh, hello out there in virtual land, Omari. <laughs> and we've also got Joe White from Reuters. Joe, great to have you back on the show. Good to be here. Good to be here. In, in fact, virtual. Joe, why don't you launch it? You got the first question. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Jose, th- thanks for the time. Um, you know, I, I, I'm i going to skip uh, asking you about your view of the sort of the market in this kind of weird time and go, go straight to a topic that Hyundai has been talking about a lot in the, in the last several weeks, and that is electrification. Um, and I'm wondering, I mean, there's an overall goal, uh, ambitious overall goals for electrification. Um, I'm looking at a note here, sell, they sell a million EVs a year by 2025. Can you talk about what it's going to take uh, for Hyundai to meet that goal? And and at some point, I want to talk at, want you to talk about uh, the North American piece of that because that's a huge step up from where you are in that space right now. Absolutely. So um, it's good to to see you, uh, Joe, and uh, you're touching uh, in the I think one of the most uh, strategic and important topics in the uh, auto industry uh, worldwide and, and definitely as well in in the U.S. Well, uh, Hyundai has always been a, a very much pioneer when it comes to a, a new technologies, right? And uh, we are one of the few OEMs who uh, already today have uh, all the technologies which are uh, available, like a battery EV, uh, like, uh, you know, Kona EV, just to say an example, or Ionic uh, a hybrid, a plug-in hybrid. Uh, but uh, also the fuel cell vehicle, uh, Nexo. So it is the uh, first uh, and only uh, SUV which is uh, powered by hydrogen. And uh, and I think that's a t- testament of the commitment that the company has with the future uh, of electrification and, and technology. And then uh, today uh, we have uh, about um, six products that are uh, electrified in our portfolio. And then uh, the commitment by uh, our executive vice chairman, Mr. Chong, is to uh, more than double that. Uh, And as a reference, in North America, we're going to move from six uh, up to 13 in the the next uh, few years in order to achieve the goal of selling uh, one million uh, electrified vehicles by 2025. So um, at the moment, uh, I think we are the third uh, global uh, OEM when you add the sales of, of our group of all electrified vehicles. And uh, we want to be uh, achieving this uh, goal of 1 million. And I think this is going to help us be among the, the top in the industry. 
So uh, why are we doing this? Uh, well, uh, basically, I think the, the industry moving in, in that direction, so the consumers have realized that the electrified vehicles uh, have advantages in terms of uh, driving dynamics, in terms of acceleration, not to mention uh, uh, you know, the advantages with the environment. And then uh, we're ready to uh, adjust to uh, that cast customer demand and then try to take advantage. I think, uh, as uh, John mentioned during the, the opening, uh, I think Hyundai was not among the first ones to bring uh, the SUVs, which were demanded by the market. And I think under the leadership of Executive Vice Chairman, Mr. Chong, he definitely was the company to move from being a fast follower uh, to, to pioneer. And this is why uh, we decided to launch our Ionic uh, brand, which is going to be uh, distributed through uh, the Hyundai uh, dealers as a sub-brand and under fulfillment of certain uh, specific um, uh, te technology and then some specifications uh, requirements so that the, the users, the consumers can benefit fully of these uh, battery EV powered vehicles. You know, the big headline that just came out recently is uh, California's plans to ban the sale of gasoline battery vehicles. Um, I imagine that um, you anticipated this. Um, I just wanted to know what Hyundai's viewpoint of um, that is. Genuinely, we believe that uh, uh, the, the best uh, for the industry is when you uh, quickly adjust to uh, the customer demand. So the industry is better shaped by the consumers than by regulation. Uh, but if the regulation is uh, set uh, like this in California, okay, we, we will fulfill it. Uh, still, uh, according to the information that we have, uh, a lot of consumers uh, also in California, they prefer uh, driving uh, ice-powered vehicles. So from that point of view, they say, why uh, you're not going to allow those consumers uh, what they want? Okay, so we'll be ready for, for both. Do you, do you think there'd be any pushback from the industry or from the dealer body? Um, on this regulation, especially if it spreads to other states? Well, I think because the announcement has been very, uh, very recent, uh, maybe we haven't seen uh, reactions. Uh, I can tell you opinions. So uh, uh, at the moment, uh, you, can, you can meet dealers whose main uh, business is uh, ICE-based, and uh, uh, definitely they would like ICE to continue. They are uh, consumers uh, that they really would like to continue with the ICE uh, products. And there are others that are shifting into the EV um, uh, trend. So is there going to be pushback? I think, I think so. Uh, and it will represent some additional challenge. To, to be honest with you, the biggest challenge is not the technological challenge for the OEMs. I think all the OEMs are getting ready at a different pace and in particular uh, my, my group is perfectly uh, ready for, for the challenge. The challenge comes with the infrastructure. You cannot uh, create a fully EV environment when there are not enough um, uh, EV charging uh, stations uh, or hydrogen if you're talking about hydrogen etc uh, etc et right. So I think uh, the states that get into this uh, and in particular California will have to really do their homework when it comes to building the infrastructure to make this happen. So Jose, can I ju just jump in on that real quick, that, that point? Um, I mean, you've, obviously Tesla took, you know, looked at the same problem and decided they were going to develop their own, you know, put their capital into their own uh, charging network. And, um, and, and I just wonder if Hyundai or, or, or even Hyundai plus the other automakers that are committed, uh, deeply committed to EVs, um, 
are, are going to have to do something similar, either in some sort of a collaboration, because if you wait around, right? I mean, it seems like you're going to be stranded with uh, with this regulation you have to meet and 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 the insufficient infrastructure to do the job. You you're right. So we've uh, looked at this and we decided that it would be better to join um, other collective initiatives. Uh, if every uh, one manufacturer had to develop their own infrastructure and then the standards were not uh, the same, then uh, it would become very uh, difficult to handle uh, and very difficult to absorb and uh, utilize by the consumer. So our position is more to share uh, collective uh, solutions. And uh, uh, at the moment, we, we have uh, several options on the table and uh, we're doing some testing and piloting. And uh, I think that that's the way to go, to be efficient, to be customer friendly and to really uh, solve the problem for the customer. So you'd be working with other automakers. I'm sorry, John, just on no, no. With other automakers on that. I mean, in, in some sort of a formal kind of venture that's or, or, or how do you see that unfolding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Def definitely. Definitely. Yes, uh, I, th I think so. I think uh, uh, I mean, our, our uh, information is that uh, uh, ba basically everybody is uh, is looking into that. Uh, can, can you imagine if the different uh, 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 fuel stations, uh, ga gasoline uh, had different uh, Different hoses, different different pressure, dif different compositions, etc. It, it wouldn't be um, manageable. So one of the things that happened uh, uh, when the ICE technology was deployed was the standardization of the uh, fuel in the station. The same is happening uh, here. So yes, indeed, other OEMs are looking into uh, the problem in the same way. And as you know, there are some organizations who have seen that opportunity and they've created already this kind of consortiums where uh, OEMs can participate. And then uh, by joining, uh, you are able to provide the best service uh, to, the, to the consumer. The only difference in my view is gonna be uh, how uh, this uh, goes to the consumer. So for example, you may decide that the consumer needs to pay uh, to refuel uh, the vehicle or to recharge the vehicle or you may include it in the price, you may put it as part of uh, your offer. <clears throat> That's the only difference. But other than that, I think uh, a standardization and collective solutions are the way to go. Jose, what the proponents of banning the ICE will say is, hey, you've got 15 years, that's plenty of time. But in the auto industry, a lot of planning time can take a lot longer than that. Basic engines, basic transmissions are usually tooled up for a 20 year run. And while you can make modifications to them and the like, the cost of that tooling is amortized over that amount of time. Is 15 years enough for, in, let's just say in Hyundai's case, to be able to make that kind of a change? Well, um, it's never enough. Uh, you, you said it um, uh, best, uh, John. So this industry requires uh, long uh, periods to amortize the investments because they are very, very heavy. Um, and then uh, not only on uh, R&D, uh, what we call the entry ticket, but also the vendor tooling, the, the manufacturing investments, et cetera, et cetera. So it's never enough. Is it possible? Yes. Uh, there will be consequences in terms of um, a return on investment, in terms of uh, profitability, for, for sure. But we are ready. We are ready for the challenge. Uh, we are already on our path uh, to significantly increase uh, our uh, electrified vehicles. In, in fact, uh, we, we are currently dealing with the uh, 2021 uh, business plan. And our plan is to more than double uh, the, the weight of our green vehicles uh, in the in the market. So I think uh, we're ready to go. 
Um, can I uh, jump in with a quick question um, on that? Are, Jose, are you looking at expanding uh, production capacity in the North American market, um, either for electric vehicles or for um, some of your more successful uh, SUV models? Well, uh, Joe, we, we don't have any announcement to make uh, uh, on this regard, uh, but we are always monitoring uh, the situation and we are uh, always uh, looking at our uh, future plans. Right at the at the moment, uh, we are quite balanced uh, in terms of the sourcing uh, that we have. Uh, so basically, about 50% of our vehicles are coming from uh, Korea, and the other 50% are produced in our plant in, um, in Montgomery, Alabama. Now, looking uh, into the future, uh, it is very clear that uh, I think, uh, based on the current trend, based on the great product we're getting, the great technology, uh, and the great dealers that we have. I think uh, we have a, a, an opportunity to increase our sales significantly uh, in uh, many, many markets, but in particular in the United States, right? And there are different ways to, to, uh, to go to that. Uh, there are different ways. So I can tell you we are considering all options and then it may, it may be uh, one option to, to uh, get some production here, but uh, it, it is not, uh, not uh, let's say confirm or finalize and there are many options always in in any decision you're taking it is fair to say as well that the uh, newly created usmca it is an element that we have to consider when taking such decision um in your current lineup um you, you've broadened your lineup considerably over the past few years do you see any white spaces that you think you need to fill maybe you know just say um a hybrid palisade well, uh, I, I think uh, we have uh, the best portfolio that we have ever had and is uh, recognized by our dealers. And it's actually one of the best portfolios in the industry uh, as well, uh, especially on SUVs. So we move from not having SUVs to uh, having really the best, uh, you know, with Venue, the Kona, Tucson, Santa Fe and Pal Palisade. Uh, and with you, I think uh, following the um, uh, trend on, on the uh, technology and electrification, um, I really would welcome a Palisade hybrid. I would welcome it. So still not in the, in the plants, but I would welcome it uh, uh, very much. As you know, what we have already confirmed, uh, which is uh, very important for us and for our dealers, is the launch of the first, uh, we call it open bed. Uh, which will be called uh, Santa Cruz, which we're planning to produce in our plant in, in Alabama. So, um, uh, and then if you look at what has happened with our portfolio of products, basically we are start, starting to democratize and making available the new technologies. So like uh, we, we recently launched the Sonata Hybrid. So why, why not having a Palisade Hybrid? So maybe. Um, Jose, I, I'd like to, I, I, if this is something you can address, I'd like to ask, gonna go back to electrification and ask about batteries. Um, Elon Musk, as you probably are aware, gave a long presentation about batteries. And one of the messages that he had was that there's not really a, probably enough battery uh, capacity, uh, at least right now, yeah, to uh, to serve all the different plans. And uh, frankly, as I've watched automakers make commitments over the last couple of months, uh, it's starting to add up. Talk if you can. I'd like to hear you talk about what does Hyundai do to secure battery enough batteries for your plans. Do you invest in LG? Do you build your own batteries? I'm just interested in how that's uh, being uh, discussed within the company. 
Well, they are, they are, uh, this is a very important uh, and relevant question, uh, Joe. So de definitely uh, the ba battery is the most strategic and important component when it comes to an electric vehicle, uh, no doubts about it. And then I think um, uh, the, the thoughts about uh, what a battery was going to be has evolved from uh, some executives thinking a battery uh, would be a commodity provided by a supplier to uh, some others thinking that it becomes a, such an important part of the vehicle that uh, you need to, to do it yourself, right, to, to, uh, for the battery to become your competitive advantage. As uh, things come together, uh, it looks like um, uh, definitely there has been um, a significant activity among all OEMs to secure the capacity, because definitely uh, this is a key uh, success factor to be competitive. But also, you need to ensure the cost is, uh, is the appropriate one and the density of the battery is, is good. Now, the very good news about our corporation is that, uh, as you know, we are a South Korean-based uh, corporation, is that among the best battery manufacturers in the world, they are South Korean, uh, being uh, Samsung, uh, LG Chemical uh, or SK. And uh, as, uh, as uh, one of the largest chaebols in, uh, in Korea, uh, we have great relationship with all of them. And then uh, I think we are very well equipped uh, to uh, have the, the right capacity at, at reach. Uh, uh, all I can tell you as well as, um, as um, uh, you know, a little bit uh, uh, scientific mind, uh, the technologies may, may change. Uh, and then so far, a lot of technologies are based on lithium. But there are other new trends uh, that uh, we could see in the future. Maybe there are other uh, elements that could be utilized also when properly tested in batteries. So I think, as we've seen uh, in the history of automotive, the battery is not going to be a stopper for the electrification. And if anything, we're going to improve the efficiency. So the, the current batteries, they are uh, half the, the cost than they were like uh, 10 years ago. Uh, and also their efficiency is uh, more than double. So we've quadrupled in 10 years uh, how effective the batteries are. And I'm very, very confident that in the future we will have even lighter batteries uh, with a, a longer range and the cost will be, will be lower. So therefore the utilization of lithium or other components will be lower. So I, I think we, we are doing the right thing, ensuring we have the capacity, but the future uh, is gonna give us uh, better batteries and uh, everybody will have enough to uh, produce the vehicles they want. Is there gonna be any supply pressure on lithium because it's in so high demand and um, will there be cost pressure on lithium? Yeah, there is always in in all commodities there is uh, there is supply pressure uh, today, and then the, when there is um, a supply pressure, there is a, a price pressure. But as I mentioned, the technologies uh, are evolving and they are improving, and uh, there is a higher density batteries that require less uh, material, and that they are more effective uh, than in the past. <clears throat> so the the um, effectiveness of a battery is going to get better and better over time and i think they will need uh, a little bit less and less uh, lithium uh, to to produce the expected uh, result so so far i think uh, the focus on the oems 
it is uh, on ensuring the cost of the battery and the density of the battery are improved. And when you see efforts to reduce the cost, it means uh, there is a, a, a good source of, um, of lithium to fulfill uh, the requirements. Now, this is with the current visibility. Will, uh, will this ever be a problem? <clears throat> you know, no, nobody knows. But I think for the foreseeable future, I think we, we are well served. Jose, we're seeing the industry on the verge of transitioning into a mobility industry where an ongoing relationship with consumers is going to become paramount, not just buy the car and they go away and maybe come back, hopefully in a few more years. What are Hyundai's plans in this regard, especially looking at things like over-the-air updates and additional services that you can continue to market to consumers all the way up to some sort of autonomous ride sharing and the like? Well, Hyundai, based uh, on the uh, global strategy set by our executive vice chairman, Mr. Chung, uh, wants to be pioneer uh, in this uh, future of mobility and is walking the talk. Uh, so uh, some of the uh, announcements that we have seen the last couple of years under uh, his leadership have been very clearly uh, determining uh, our future. You saw uh, the uh, joint venture with Active. Uh, that uh, created a company uh, uh, called uh, Mobility or uh, Motion. And then uh, you saw as well that uh, the commitment on the producing and selling uh, 1 million uh, uh, EV vehicles by 2025, which are key ingredients to the future of mobility. The autonomous driving, which is the uh, joint venture with Aptiv, and the electrification, which is the fu fundamentals that you need in order to, to make it happen. At the same time, the company has created a, a specific dedicated group, uh, which is based in uh, Seoul, Korea, and our headquarters, uh, uh, driven, uh, driving sorry, all the ingredients of mobility, including the so-called urban air mobility concept which has a, a also opened a, an office in the United States. So all, all in all, uh, all these ingredients uh, are uh, the best uh, in order to have vehicles that enable the autonomous driving, co connectivity, uh, mo mobility, electrification, etc. But what makes our group uh, completely different from any, any other group in the world is the fact that we have developed the so-called smart city concept. As you know, our group is not only an automotive group, it is a, a multi-industry group which produces steel. Uh, we have our, our own logistics, our components uh, through Mobis, logistics through, through Globis. And also we have our own uh, R&D group. And then uh, one of the things and construction, one of the things that the R&D uh, group, engineering group and construction group do is to ensure the infrastructure is ready. So if we look at um, uh, the elements that are needed for an ICE vehicle to operate with a, with a driver, uh, and we compare to what we may need in the future, uh, we don't have the infrastructure ready today. And then as much as uh, we need to develop the technology for the vehicle, we also need to work in parallel to ensure the, the cities uh, have the right infrastructure. So we feel very confident that we are on the right track. We've made significant investments 
in fact, uh, uh, the executive vice chairman announced uh, a year ago or so uh, the commitment to invest about $95 billion uh, during this uh, mid-term plan in order to ensure all the technology that is needed for the future of mobility, which we call internally MECA, would be readily available for, for the company. And we're seeing as we speak, we've seen uh, all of a sudden uh, cars come in uh, with um, a hybrid, with battery, electric, etc. So you see, while other competitors uh, are uh, abandoning, for example, the passenger cars, we're coming with an Elantra, which is going to have an HEV version, right? We just launched Son Sonata um, a Hybrid. So this is a testament of the confidence our group has in the future of mobility. And uh, we uh, want and have a commitment to pioneer uh, the future uh, of this industry. Many automakers use motor racing as a way of really marketing themselves. Honda does a great job, for example, in IndyCar as does Chevrolet. Toyota does a great job in NASCAR. I'm wondering what your vision is and would you think of going on a global stage with Formula One or with uh, the world prototypes? Well, we uh, we really love uh, competition, and then we are really uh, taking uh, what it takes uh, by developing uh, the the Luster N, which is uh, being in com in competition and uh, and is winning race after race after race. We have a great team, and as you know, our global head of engineering, uh, which is uh, so-called President Albert Bierman, it is uh, it is an expert on racing and is a passionate and is the best. And he's created a great, great product, uh, which we call the N uh, products, right? So, uh, look, we are so confident in the future that uh, we uh, have a, a Sonata N, and also we're going to have an Elantra N. So you may see more, more vehicles which are also the N, uh, which comes from Namian, which is where we have our uh, R&D center. Are you going to see this in, in Formula One? I, I don't think so. Are you going to see us uh, competing in uh, maybe global uh, race uh, competition uh, series? Uh, I'm very confident you will, uh, uh, and maybe sooner than we expect. So definitely we, we love it. And we see it uh, as a really very great place, uh, not, not only to uh, experience our best engineering and technology, but also to connect with the consumers. Uh, I think this is really uh, something that uh, we want to continue to, to expand. And as the company grows, uh, we are going to continue to invest in, uh, in racing. And with that, we're going to have to wrap it up. Jose, thanks so much for sharing your views on the industry and your uh, insider information of what Hyundai is doing. We very much appreciate you uh, being on the show today. Thank you, John, for having me. It's always a pleasure uh, touching base with you, uh, Joe, and also uh, Omari. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, and likewise, Omari and Joe, thank you guys. Great, thank you. And of course, as you. I always end the show, I want to thank the audience for having tuned in. AutoLine This Week partnered with the Consulate General of Canada in Detroit to produce this episode. 